the songs that we sing we're going to carry with us. Our people are going to carry with them. They may not remember all three points from that Sunday. They're going to remember yeah. a big idea or a theme. Um, but these are songs that they're probably going to sing when someone's in the hospital, mm-hmm. when uh, their their child leaves, or uh, these are the songs that they're going to carry with yeah. them. And so we want to make sure that the songs that we're singing are Christ-exalting, that are life-giving and not just fun. Hey, welcome to the Expositors Collective Podcast, episode 74. I'm your host, Mike Neglia, and I'm really glad that you're listening in. This episode is different than, I think, all 73 prior episodes, um, because the people that I'm interviewing aren't preachers. Now, both Noah Beamer and Michael McCaleb can and do preach on occasion, but each of them feel called by God and are uniquely blessed by God to lead in congregational musical worship. So that's their thing. They're they're musical worship leaders. And in this conversation, we have, I think, just a great, fascinating conversation about the interplay between the teacher, the preacher, the expositor, and the person that's leading worship, Um, the musical aspect of worship, we should say. And so in this conversation, we talk about ways that preachers and worship leaders can be collaborative, how they can be communicating. Um, There's certain things that we can intentionally work at and certain things that the Spirit of God does apart from or even in spite of our plans or our schemes. So I think this conversation is yeah, really, really worth listening to if you're a preacher or if you're a worship leader or also if you're just trying to get your head around how the Spirit of God is moving on a Sunday morning gathering or any time God's people get together for worship and the Word. You probably don't notice this, but there usually is quite a gap between an interview being recorded and then it being broadcasted here on the podcast um, stream. But this one actually happened two days ago and I'm just so excited. I'm actually like jumping the queue and putting this out uh, this coming week. I'm in California. I'm a visiting family. I'll talk about that more later on at the end of the at the end of the episode. But I was like a short drive from the Calvary Chapel Worship Leaders Conference. And some great friends of mine were going to be there at that conference. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to make it a priority for me to be there and to spend an afternoon uh, with these two guys who I love very much. And so our fellowship was rich. We busted out a podcast. We had some great mutually encouraging times together. And afterwards, I was like, man, I want to get this episode out right away. So welcome to the most this is as close to live as we get folks because this took place last week and it's being broadcast this week so anyway like i mentioned i'm going to chime in with some additional thoughts after the closing prayer um, from the episode so i hope that this and all that we do at the expositors collective helps you to grow in your personal study and your public proclamation of god's word It is a happy time. I'm happy. <laughs> Welcome to the Expositors Collective Podcast. Um, I'm here with, to my right, Michael McCaleb. To my left, Noah Beamer. I got saints to the left of me. <laughs> um, 
Free, I don't know. I don't know. I got two really good friends with me. So, uh, Michael, do you want to tell us a bit about who you are and uh, how we know each other and and what your role is these days? Okay. Um, I am the worship pastor at Calvary Chapel of Santa Maria, and I've been there about two years now. Before that, I was serving for seven years at Calvary Chapel Heidelberg in Germany, and we've known each other for about 12 no. I'm trying to remember when I first met you. It had to have been about 12 years ago, wow. just doing missions from Germany over to Cork, Ireland. And then over the years, we've become great friends. Yeah. Matching tattoo level friends. Yeah, wow. that's true. That yeah. true. 12 years. That's cool. I, I would, I My goodness. Around, yeah. My goodness. Time flies. I've known Connor about 15, so. Yeah. Yeah? Noah? Oh, that's cool. Um, What's your context? Who are yeah. you? So my name is Noah Beamer. Yeah, I'm the worship pastor at Calvary Boise in Boise, Idaho. And I've been on staff there for seven, going on eight years, I believe. And um, yeah, it's been it's been a good good ride there. Honestly, I really, really enjoyed the development, just the different things I've got to experience and see and do there. I've got to do lots of different things. But the worship uh, world is definitely where God has got me and where I belong. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's a blessing. Love that I get to do it. And man, I don't, I don't, I can't put a ye- the years on how long I've known you because mm. I don't remember exactly. Mm. I remember the first time I saw you, and maybe that's what I could speak to. But, oh yeah, um, we were in, and a, our eyes met across yeah, that room. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were in San Francisco helping a dear friend move in, and uh, yeah, that was obviously that was the first time I saw you. But we were uh, internet friends before that. How do you? Yeah, say that? you're my. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be a really weird thing it to was be like an, an internet thing. friend with it somebody, was, but I think it's yeah. very, very normal now. It's acceptable. Is that right? Yeah, you've got mail right here. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is and Noah and I, we've known each other true. for about 15 years. Yeah, right? yeah. Michael and I met here at uh, Calvary Chapel Bible College in Marietta, California Yeah. in 2004. A couple of knuckleheads that probably wouldn't have made first semester, but God has seen us yeah. through. And yeah. we, we went deeper in Germany. We spent uh, a whole year there together, uh, partly in school, partly you serving there. And then um, we both served overseas missions for, well, Michael, several years, me, just a couple of years. Uh, and I think that's where our, our relationship just continued mm-hmm. to blossom and grow and deepen. Yeah. So this conversation, like, I guess I have some talking points written out. We're going to be talking about like worship and music in the role of like communicating God's word. But I could just ignore all of this. And I, I think <laughs> that hypothetically, I think a great conversation could be had about like what, what we have, what God's gifted us with is just like long-term ministerial friendships. Mm-hmm. And that that is a, I realize that it's a, that it's a rare thing. And that's a wonderful thing. Mm. And I'm just, yeah, so glad to be in the company of like long term, you know, 12 year friends with no, you know, no, no end in sight. Um, it's a wonderful <laughs> thing. So how, how can I just go off script right away? Yes, <laughs> please, please do. Please. Make me way more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like what's what's the value of like ministerial friends? If I could use that that term, which makes it sound a whole lot less fun, doesn't it? <laughs> No, I don't think it makes it sound less fun. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's it's definitely different. I think because, um, for instance, the, the guys that I work with in Boise are ministerial friends as well. Sure. And mm-hmm. in a different context because we we are working together, you know, weekly on you know a daily basis. Whereas you guys, we are doing ministry but not together. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. for me, I think it's 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 essential, um, mm-hmm. obviously, to have friendship in the ministry, whether you are the people that you are working with, which I think is 
should be there. That's mm-hmm. I think that's crucial. Yeah. But but outside of that uh, group of people that you can do life with that understand and have gone through maybe mm-hmm. similar situations that you go through just on a daily basis mm-hmm. because of ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have areas where we can challenge one another and there's no personal feelings uh, to be able to challenge and seek that greater that greater good of what God has called each of us in our positions as well. We can encourage one another and I think uh, fighting in the trenches together. Really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fighting in the trenches, but like in different parts yeah, yeah, of of, yeah. of the world even, you mm-hmm. know, and so there can be yeah pushback or questions mm-hmm. that isn't going to make next Sunday awkward yeah. right. because we're not right. in the same church. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, a which yeah. is the beautiful part of it, too, because then you get to see what God is doing, mm-hmm. I think, in our sense, all over the world, you know, which is which mm-hmm. is awesome yeah. to see God moving and his spirit moving in all these different people groups, these churches that we get to be a part of. And so that's. Yeah. camaraderie but also just the amazing part that god has done inter- interweaving us in that way and giving us that relationship so. yeah yeah and i've got to say it's also made conferences a lot better for me um <laughs> that's why we're here <laughs> yeah 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 so it's it's oh yeah so this conference is coming up who's going to be the speaker whatever but then it's kind of like oh are you going to be there? Are you going to be there? Because yeah. if you'll be there, then I'll make I'll make it a priority and I'll get there. So Next that's... year in Jerusalem. <laughs> which, which is a huge plus for me. I'm not a great conference goer in yes. general. So to have a reason aside from the topic, which obviously mm. that's important, is, is a huge draw for me, honestly, to have friendship, to have the camaraderie and to be able to get together with guys that I know and love, respect and, yeah. wa- and, and am doing life with is, is huge. Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Yes, yes. How do you compare and contrast your role with the role of like the teaching pastor in your church? How's that for a transition? It's good. It's good. <laughs> Just hit me like a ton of bricks. How do I? Huh. Do you want to talk about vests again? No, <laughs> Is no. That... I just... Go ahead, Michael. I think you. Well, I wanted to correct whatever you had to say. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I guess one thing that that's always come up to me is that uh, I think people often see worship as the time or the the time when we have praise and worship, the music before the word, as uh, a, just a watering time or a time yeah. where we're preparing for the word. Yes. R- rather than we're going to be worshiping throughout eternity, <laughs> and this is a vital part of our church service. So therefore, we don't just do songs to to do the songs that we like to sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't do songs just because that's what's on uh, the top one CCLI <laughs> top one hundred. Um, we want to inform our people and exalt Christ within our songs through the lyrics, through the reading of Scripture, and that really we would we would be partners in this service between uh, worship pastor and preaching pastor that we are complementing one another. Mm. The songs complement the message that's going to be shared and that we hand in hand uh, offer what the Lord has given, I guess. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. The yeah. I, I can't disagree with you too much there, Michael. So I, yeah, <laughs> please, 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 this is what this friendship is for. Uh, no, I, I love, I guess maybe I can just paint a picture more than describe it specifically, but like, I love when, the worship service is a part of the message and the message is part of the worship mm-hmm. service. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I hate even saying the worship portion because we just automatically think of music where it's so much more than that. It's, mm-hmm. But um, but that is our, our culture, how we refer to it for the most part. But um, so the musical portion versus the speaking portion, I love when those get married and are, mm-hmm. are really working as one. And so as often as that can happen, I mean, I think that is the goal for me, at least as a worship pastor, is to either lead into or head into or, you know, kind of prepare whatever 
needs to be sung so that the, it complements the message. It goes along with the message. Or if I'm playing a song afterwards, that it's an exclamation point <laughs> to what the message was, mm-hmm. you know, and it really kind of cohesively brings it all together. I think that's for me what I think is a super special and mm-hmm. I like the most um, when when we can do that. And so when I'm when I'm working with my teaching pastor, you know, what how we approach those things. And when we do have the time to go through a series or come up with an idea, it just makes it that much more cohesive. I think it's just mm-hmm. super special because then it makes it all one service. It's not just, hey, singing time, hey, teaching yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, and there's a halftime in between where we do announcements. Mm-hmm. It's like, this mm-hmm. is really one moment mm-hmm. and, and you really need to be here for all of it, you know, to yeah. really see it's, it. It speaks volumes to the congregation when you have the worship pastor sits under the teaching of the word and it speaks volumes when the preaching pastor is right up front worshiping Ooh. with oh, yeah. full heart. Yeah, um, yeah. And I recently listened to a podcast from H.B. Charles and he was talking about the preaching pastor as really you are the worship leader. You set the tone as mm-hmm. the preaching pastor for the worship in your church. It does not mean that you control every uh, little detail, every dynamic, but you you do set the tone as yeah. the um, so I think that partnership that's there as we work together. Here, here's a question. Okay. Yeah. So maybe this is me taking it to a really practical level, but mm. are, are you saying, Michael, or do you think that um, preachers should be in the front row? And Ooh. that <laughs> like, like, what about a green room? You know, like, yeah. should the green room be used Ooh. or should a preacher be there visibly taking part in the worship service? And then like, should the worship leader or should the team, should they retreat into the green room during the sermon and then emerge afterwards or should they be amongst the congregation? Okay. Yeah. I have two thoughts on this. Okay. I, but I hijacked Michael's question because no, you, you gave it, it to you, Michael. When I said Michael, I you meant Michael. And <laughs> my, my spokesperson knows. <laughs> he has better words. Well, if, if you got a thought, please go first. But I, I, I had two thoughts. Um, so well, one is I think it maybe depends on your church because – there's some people out there with that have a service. There's people out there that have five services. Sure. And so I think that will play a di- very different dynamic in, mm-hmm. I'd say, the expectation of the pastor and the worship mm-hmm. team, mm-hmm. worship leaders. Mm-hmm. So uh, for my instance, I have three services at my church. And so um, I I recommend slash encourage my team highly to sit through a service. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, and so that is that's kind of on mm-hmm. and on the docket every weekend say, hey, what service are you going to sit in on? And so that the same goes for me then. And um, our pastor, he he is makes a point to be in the front row. He's a front row pastor mm-hmm. for worship. I'd yes. say for if not all of it, at least most of it, mm-hmm. um, you know, in case he, unless he gets caught up in a conversation or something you know, in between okay. services or something like that. Okay. He's going to be there for most of the worship service up front, the musical portion up front. So for him, that means singing the same songs three times, so three services in a row. Yeah. yeah. And uh, sometimes it takes that many times for him to actually get it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I have an amazing relationship with him and he he loves it. I think that's a huge part of it is he loves and needs and knows mm. that he needs it. And so mm. that that reflects he, he wants to be in there. He's, he is in there and mm. he's a part of it. And that's that's awesome. Yeah. That was your one thought. Oh. What's your second thought? Oh, maybe I melted them together. Okay. Yeah, an, an alloy. Well, an alloy. Yeah, because I think if you have one service, I see. then it's like, yeah, you, you probably just need to all be there. Yeah. And you you, yeah. you walk off stage and you walk right into the congregation and you sit down as a, as a musician, as a singer, as yeah. a, a worship mm-hmm. leader. Um, and so for the pastor, all the more reason you need to be in there too and, and also be a part of it if it's a one service yeah. church. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe that was my two thoughts. One service thoughts okay. mm-hmm. and then multi-service <laughs> thoughts. You know, take a break. It's a long weekend. I get okay, it. I You're see. You're going to be there for a while. So. Yeah. yeah. And I suppose if you are in your third service, visibly bored, you, you, you know, and, and if you're just there on your phone, maybe that's probably 
A, not the best thing for your, you mm. and your heart, but then also that communicates something as well. Yeah. So oh, if, if you're yeah. just zonked out of it, then maybe do take advantage of that green room. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I personally, I like to sit through our third service. Okay. Ours is Saturday night is our first service. Mm-hmm. So I actually, that's that's a time I, I spend with the band and we, we usually do dinner a little bit, like right before service mm-hmm. or during sometimes. So, okay. and then um, first service is, you know, I'll, I'll maybe sit with my wife if I, if she's there or if she's not, if she's at the second service and I'll be sitting with her there. So that's kind of how I, Got I it. do it personally. Mm-hmm. Got it. Michael, any, do you have a green yeah. room? Oh, no, we do not. Um, oh, well, that, that yeah, answers that, that question. <laughs> that kind of settles that. No, we often have, as we have uh, two services on Sunday mornings, and I encourage the same for my team. You need to be in at least one service. Okay. Um, you don't have to sit through both. Often I'm, I'm there for both. <laughs> um, if I'm not teaching a class and during second service, it's nice to be able to sit with my wife. And I, um, it definitely speaks a lot that if we're there, we're the body of Christ. And it's not as though, hey, we did our part. Now we step out, we sit out. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, now they're doing their part or they've encroached on on my time or, you know. Mm. But if we're one body and we're there to seek the Lord Jesus Christ, it's going to be through song. It's going to be through the word. It's going to be through fellowship, through uh, tithing. Um, as we worship the Lord, we're, we're doing it together. And, yeah, that's what we, we want to encourage that. And I think as worship leaders, we should be the lead worshipers as well, at least modeling that for our people. So if we're mm-hmm. out there sitting through the service, and I want to think of the whole service as the worship service. So when I think about it that way, it's like I want to be there leading that mm-hmm. as, just as much as when I'm on stage. Yeah. So. Wonderful. Okay. Well, thanks for yeah for allowing that uh, <laughs> that thought to find its fruition in your answers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you each would consider yourselves to be like ministers of the word. Hmm. Although you're not preaching sermons, is yeah. that as often? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you you do preach sometimes. On, a, on occasion, yes. yeah. And Noah, you I avoid it, but I do do it. Okay. I can yeah. Do it, yeah. yeah. Can do it. Yes. <laughs> um, so in your in your ordinary responsibility yes. with you and, and a guitar and a microphone, um, how how do you communicate God's word to God's people? Mm-hmm. I believe through the use of the scripture readings, um, song selection is is a big one. Um, looking at the content, uh, usually for when uh, someone brings a song and says, oh, this is my favorite song, you have to listen to this. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to look at the text yeah. and I'm going to see, okay, is this song uh, theologically correct? Is this something that my church needs? As a pastor, I want to see what songs are we singing? What is informing our people um, and then as well as listening to the tune and seeing if it is a song that is singable, if, if people are going to want to sing it. But it is important that we look at the text because we could be singing some some wonderfully sounding songs that have nothing to do with uh, truth and just going off track. So that's. Yeah, text is huge. I think the, the truths they have to be there. If it's not biblical, it doesn't stand up in the word, then I, I'm not going to I'm not going to sing it. So, sure. Um, and so that yeah, it does take yeah, weeding through songs and, mm-hmm. and dissecting them sometimes and being maybe very critical of them sometimes just to really see how does this stand up and and if it does, then cool. And then a whole another filter though would be like, well, is this even make sense? Does it does it does it go with what we're saying as a mm-hmm. church right mm-hmm. now? What we mm-hmm. want to say or what we want to sing about as a church? Mm-hmm. Does it complement these messages or not? You know, so mm-hmm. all those types of little moments, situations, I think come into play at least into my mind when I'm thinking through a set when I'm thinking through a new song is this a song that we want our church singing right now and so like right now I'm in a kick right now where I really want to sing songs that are joyful upbeat kind of rejoicing in that yeah. way um, so I'm, I'm 
gravitating or specifically looking for songs like that to just mm-hmm. really remind our people what God has done, who he is, you know. And so mm-hmm. less self-reflective songs right now, way more okay. just focused on the excitement of what Jesus has done. So yeah. they're more upbeat. They're more exciting songs in that sense. Does that correspond to like a sermon series you're going through? It or can. just you think a season of, of I, the church or, or your own both heart? End. Okay. I mean, both end. And for sure, like if 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 we're doing a seasonal topic or whatever, you yeah. know, in First in Corinthians, I know there's going to be themes in there where I'm going to pepper in songs specifically that are going to speak to those moments, right. speak to those passages. And so, yeah. yes, like... Like that great a, song about not having... Sexual relationships with your mother-in-law. <laughs> or, that was a tricky week. Or, or yeah, <laughs> don't sue other Christians. I love that song. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's when the songwriter just comes out of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Sorry yeah. to hijack that. Yeah. No, that was a great point. You're right. What do you sing that yeah. week? I, w- I probably wouldn't sing anything <laughs> specifically to that topic. But, um, but yeah, then there's also just seasons where it's like, no, we just need to sit and be reminded of who God is, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're going to, I'm going to introduce a new song and we're going to play it for, I play, I'll play it two or three weeks in a row. Yeah. I'll take a break. I'll play it again <laughs> for another two or three weeks because I want everyone to know it. I want them to be able to sing it without having to look at the words. Mm. And so that's a, that's a huge basically meter for me to look at and say, okay, I've been playing this song a ton. I know it. I yes. might even be bored with it, yeah. but they're just starting to yeah. learn it. And so yeah. I want them to have that repetitiveness of mm-hmm. that song because of that season that I feel mm-hmm. like we're in. And so that sometimes can last longer than a sermon series. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, this is something that like in, in the in preacher world, we, we say something like this, that by the time that you're sick and tired of saying it yeah. is the time yeah. people are kind of getting it for the first time. Songs are the same. Yeah. And that has to do with like, you know, like, like vision or like, you know, dripping things or saying things. This is important to us as a church. Like you got to say the same thing yeah. six, seven times, yeah. week, yeah. weeks in a row almost. And mm-hmm. by the time the preacher is saying it, it's like, oh, yeah, obviously, but it's, <laughs> it's not obvious. Yeah. Um, it's like a motto or a phrase or catchphrase or something like that. You know, you have to have it there all yeah. the time right. so that you know it. Yeah. And the realization too, knowing that the songs that we sing we're going to carry with us. Our people are going to carry with them. They may not remember all three points from that Sunday. They're going to remember yeah. a big idea or a theme. Um, but these are songs that they're probably going to sing when someone's in the hospital, mm-hmm. when uh, their their child leaves, or uh, these are the songs that they're going to carry with yeah. them. And so we want to make sure that the songs that we're singing are Christ-exalting, that are life-giving mm-hmm. and not just... Uh, yeah, not just fun. Oh, yeah, nothing against what no, you're saying. I, I, I like fun. Yeah, I really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, no, it's, it really is. I look at it as equipping the body. And so this, mm. is, mm. this is my way to equip Amen. the body yeah. is by giving them a song yeah. that will help them through trials, temptation, yeah. fears, whatever, anxieties, and, and, and even be able to praise during victories mm-hmm. and, and think times oh, of thanksgiving. Definitely. So yeah. I want to equip them. And so that's maybe my connection to mm-hmm. the word is like mm-hmm. we are called to, to make disciples of mm-hmm of people, right? Yeah. And, and to equip them with God's word yeah. and equip them with the tools that they need. And so mm-hmm. a song is, can be in a, a very useful tool that Absolutely, they can pull yeah. out at who yeah. knows when. So. And you want to equip the whole person yes. for the whole of life. Yes. And yeah, Ecclesiastes is that famous thing is that there is a time to rejoice. And there's time to weep, yeah. you know, yeah. and God's given us songs mm-hmm. and God's yeah. given us vocabulary for each of them. Yeah. And sometimes it can be hard to be articulate yes. and, and we can borrow from the language of scripture and then also of like songwriters oh, to yeah. articulate joy, to articulate grief, hope. Mm. So I think like for, for you, for like what your primary gifting is, is you're equipping the saints to be able to even articulate to God and to others these mm-hmm. truths. 
And if I could take it one level deeper, maybe is this that we're also teaching them what to do with their emotions. And I think that's something mm. that's maybe not spoke a lot about in the church okay. is to what to do with these emotions that we have, because yeah. some churches will shut them down and say, no, no emotions, slow down. Yeah. You know, and others yeah. will elevate the emotions and say, well, everything goes. So I think it's, it gives us a platform to speak to people's emotions and say, yes, those are we're valid emotions. We have emotions. Here's what God says we should do with them. And I think songs, because they do tap into our emotions, they do really awaken us in that way. Mm-hmm. They can help steer us in a direction, our emotions into a healthy direction. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm. I, I, I've been learning a little bit about my emotions lately. It's do tell. No, yeah. not here. But, but yeah, I'm. I'm one of those that you're talking yes, about. Yes, that's yes. just like, well, I, you know, I don't care what what I feel. What matters is what I think. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. that's not. That's yeah. there's more to life, yeah. and God made me, and God made people yeah. differently than that. Yeah. But I think I would have certain giftings or or personality types or enneagram mm-hmm. types or whatever yes. um, that kind of make me more towards like, well, what's what's the truth or what's yeah. the yeah. what's the plan more than like what am I think what am I feeling? Mm-hmm. But yeah. God made those feelings, and yeah. so they should be not not bowed to. No, and no, they're not the leader, but they're also a part of who a therm- I am. Who got they're a thermometer, people. you know, okay. they're a thermometer to see what temperature we're at. You mm. know, it's really mm. how I gauge emotions. They're not bad. Yeah. Um, there was a time in my life where I did think they were bad, but <laughs> like I've yeah. matured out of that, thankfully. I think another but, plug for friendship, too, is that because we, we have different biases or, or ways that we lean uh, when we have each other, we mm. can see those strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And whereas for me. Uh, you know, growing up, it's oh, truth, truth, you know, yeah. like we're him, him heavy. Um, I have been so challenged in the last few years of really seeking the spirit and and stepping, really saying, Lord, what do you have? Um, and going off script is cool. something for somebody like me cool. <laughs> more difficult. Yeah. And and I don't like dealing with yeah. my emotions, but God has given <laughs> me emotions. And it's important that yeah. that. Uh, that I bring those under the command of the Holy Spirit. So I think that another plug for friendship that we mm. can encourage one another where we can see and be challenged where we don't fall into a rut in ministry where we can say, yeah. hey, you know, I, I noticed this about you. Or yes. we can say, hey, I see this in you. How can I how can I do that? How can I yep. get there? Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and I think, yes, yeah, because there's so many different styles of songs or, tra- or traditional ways of doing worship in a church that you can you can have a clash there too because you know I mean that it brings up a question of well what kind of song should we sing and what style of song should we sing you know and that's a whole mm, other sure. conversation maybe for a later date but correct it, I think it's just <laughs> it, it brings up all those types yeah. of thoughts though and being a really shepherding your church looking and seeing what the needs are um you know for our church we have a a, a mixture of older people and then a mixture or then the other half about younger families and so really to see okay what are the needs um both groups want different things and yet what does the flock need Mm -hmm. Uh, song song choice um what season are we in right now Mm -hmm. and then going to the scripture looking at the series that we're in and and having that partnership or that connection with your senior pastor to know okay what's important to you do you have songs on your heart to ask your senior pastor is there a song that you have that you want for Mm -hmm. us to Mm -hmm to close with? Is there a song yeah. you'd like for us to, to set the tone with? Um, something to keep recurring during the series. And it's it's important because um, God speaks, he gives songs to the heart of the, the, the preaching pastor as they're studying through. And a lot of times the song that the preaching pastor has brought to me to say, hey, could you, could you do finish with this song? Maybe it wouldn't have been a song that I would have chosen for yeah. that Sunday. Yeah. And yet the Lord used it in such a powerful way um, mm-hmm. 
so many congregants coming up afterwards saying, hey, that, you know, thank you so much for doing that. And I mm-hmm. say, hey, our, you know, the pastor, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. this, he, this is the one that he wanted and the, ultimately what the Lord wanted for the Sunday. So I think you had to speak to collaborating with the pastor. I yeah. think when, when and often as you can, you should be. If, if you have a standing meeting every week where you can meet up and talk about the top, that's just going to help dial in. Set, mm-hmm. set the tone for the whole weekend. Um, I have a small confession. There was a season where I'd never planned a closing song. I literally would just sit through the first service on oh, Saturday yes. night and okay. listen to the message. I would walk up on stage and I would play whatever song came to mind. Really? And um, I didn't get a lot of band participation during that season <laughs> because nobody wanted to go on stage with me because they didn't know what I was going to play. Yeah. Or, or I'd last minute text the projection guy like, hey, this is the, the two songs I might play. Mm-hmm. And I'd print them off real quick and run up to the band and be like, anybody want to go on an adventure? <laughs> so <laughs> really? I did that for several years. Yes. Um, yes. I saw a lot of fruit out of it. Honestly, yeah. I, I don't do it anymore. Um, but I, I saw a lot of fruit out of it because you, you get those, you get the opportunity to really, I think, speak to the moment and, yeah. and I love mm-hmm. those moments of yeah. space personally I like those space moments where you can you can have that flexibility or that freedom mm-hmm. so all the more if you're talking to your pastor ahead of time you don't have to worry about that as yes well. yes yeah. did you ever have nothing I always had a song there's okay. always songs in, you, in your back pocket so to say uh-huh. or in, uh-huh. your, in your quiver yes uh, yeah. that you are, are comfortable with that you can go up and wing it that you know well enough and if it's just you and you're not relying on a band to come behind you yeah uh, you'll be fine I'm when all else fails amazing grace <laughs> <laughs> again, again. so um yeah let's let's talk more about that collaborative um you know teaching pastor and worship pastor overlap mm-hmm. so you mentioned uh, a weekly standing meeting do you think everyone has that? Oh, no. And I don't even have that. Okay. okay. Oh. <laughs> if you did. I was speaking ideally. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I've had seasons where I've had it. Okay. Yep. So I guess I'll recant a little bit, but I have had seasons where we've done that. And it just depends on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we are we are further out in projecting like series right now, mm-hmm. how we're trying to sh- you know plan the rest of the year and next year. So yeah. I, we're we're ahead now where I don't need to meet weekly. Yeah. But we have the type of relationship where he can text me on a Thursday, even though my set's been done for two weeks and Mm. you can say, Hey, this is kind of the vein I'm going for. Like Mm. if there is a way you can insert song here, you know, or change it up or, or, you know, switch modes. Um, cool. If not, he's completely fine with whatever I do as well. So there's a, there's a healthy relationship there where he'll send me ideas and I'm, I'm willing to bend where I can and figure it out and make it work. Okay. And there's also times where it's like, man, I got the band that I have can't really do that. You know, and he knows that I'm, I'm working with lots of different people mm-hmm. of all different mm-hmm. levels. And so he also knows, and he's like, okay, well, if Noah can do it, he's going to do it. And if he can't, there's a good reason. Sure. And so mm-hmm. I think that's the collaborative yeah. like effort we make. Um, mm-hmm. And I, and I'm good to ask him to say, Hey, is there, is there anything coming up? You know, you really want to hit on and he'll, he's texted me, you know, Friday night, which is what everybody hates, but mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, here's, can you do this song? And it's like, yeah. dude, I'm, I'm going to make it happen. Even if the rest of the band doesn't come out, I'll just do it myself. Okay. Like, okay. so that's mm-hmm. fine. And if that really is what needs to happen, yeah, we'll do it. And, and he knows that that may, may not work out great because sure. of what sure. this, the last minute scenario. <laughs> so he's, he has to be okay with that. <laughs> I'm glad that he has that, that flexibility, knowing that it's a big ask. Yes. And yeah. Yes. Uh, Michael, do you and yeah. Paul or Connor, do you 
uh, I think one important part is getting to know your your preaching pastor, whoever's preaching for that Sunday to yeah. know. Some some don't want to be pestered about huh. that's what the song choice is going to true. be. They say, hey, this is, you know, you're calling your role. You <laughs> yeah, should pick the song. Good point. Um, point. And good. then there's others who want to be involved in every single song. Yeah. yeah. And so getting to know the preaching pastor and figuring out, mm-hmm. okay, how that's can good. we work together? We want to look and see how can we work together and how can I meet? Uh, how can I hear your expectations, what you want, um, what the Lord is showing you? And then how can I also bring what God has called and gifted me with? And so um, I am very blessed and thankful to uh, have a lot of freedom. Uh, we have we have, our pastors love worshiping. Um, they are up front worshiping mm-hmm. with with uh, everything they have. And I love that. I love seeing that. It encourages me as a worship pastor to get up there and let's sing songs that we can all just go to Jesus with. Mm-hmm. Um so that encourages me. So I think building that relationship, getting to know how that how that's going to work from week to week. Um, what's helpful for me is when we go through a series and I have a scripture passage that I can look at. Um, OK, this is where we're going to go this next week. What themes? And then oftentimes I'll look at the passage to see. Okay, these are the themes that are there. What songs kind of come out through that? And then speaking with the preaching pastor, where are you going to go with this? Because if we, if I've planned a response song that I think, oh, we, we need to end joyful, but it actually hmm. is going to be a little bit more invitational, yeah, right. you know, that could totally have a, a big disconnect right there. Yeah. So it's important to kind of find out, hey, what's, what's the tone? Where, where do you want? Mm-hmm. Would you like for at the end for us to so- have a song that's going to be a little more invitational or a little more introspective? Um, and then being ready during the week, you know, to say, okay, we've got this all planned out. We've made our plans, but God can change anything. Oh, and yeah. so and he does. explaining <laughs> that, yeah, and then explaining that to the team that, you know, when we get here Sunday morning, the last song might change or one or two mm-hmm. of the other songs might change, but we are, we're going to set up a structure and there is going to be order, but that order is not the law. We are led by the, led by the spirit. So I'm very thankful for the relationship that I have with mm-hmm. both with Pastor Paul and with Pastor Connor and the other pastors that we have that, that speak or, or that preach at our mm-hmm. church mm-hmm. to be able to say, Hey, you know, is there a song that you have? Um, and none of them say, Hey, I've got the whole set planned out for you. They, okay. they yeah. trust there's, yeah. there's a, an element of trust that's built up there where, um, we honor one another. Um, yeah. And I think it's also good to know what songs your preaching pastor does not like <laughs> oh, <is that> okay? <laughs> because you, you don't want to play a song that, you know, to close the set off and then he's got to go up there and preach and <laughs> you totally, uh, yeah. So it's, it's good to have a yeah, relationship right. with your pastor. Yeah. And I, and I, we're kind of highlighting in some ways I'm, in my mind, some of the negative aspects that can happen, like, oh, what if your pastor asks you to change the song or sure. what if, what if sure. you know, you have to change the song or whatever. But what the opposite side is like, I, what I get to see, it's, it's just so cool, which is when the spirit is speaking to us each individually and we don't connect. Mm. And I play the songs that set up his message mm. and exclamation mm. point yeah. is the message. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. wow, God, like that's the powerful part <laughs> oh, that yeah. I think is the most beautiful part is like is, yeah. we didn't communicate about it. And mm-hmm. God is God and his spirit is moving and we have to yes. trust is speaking to both of us. Mm-hmm. And so. I'd say that's how a lot of our sets go because we don't have the opportunity to talk all the time about yeah. what every, a little nuance of the, mm-hmm. of the service mm-hmm. is going to mm-hmm. look like. So he trusts me. I trust him. I know he's praying. He knows I'm praying. And yeah. God's spirit is what brings it yeah. together. And yeah, that's what's so cool. So I know this is a little positive spin on that question. Yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah. So so you're saying like the spirit can work through planning. Yeah. Well, we and should. communication. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the spirit can work through just spontaneously weaving mm-hmm. something in your heart yeah. that yeah. Much happens like- to overlap. Oh, sorry. Oh, go on. No. Much like preparing a message, you you want to you want to have your framework. You want yeah. to set up. Okay, I want to outline. I want to have the message set, and yet 
you're open to the moving of the spirit where, hey, we're going to spend a little bit more time here or we're going to, you know, throw the whole sermon out and we're going to, you know, do, <laughs> sure. do something different as the, as the Lord leads. I and just I think, yeah. heard recently uh, about like when you're preparing a garden, right? There's mm. there's a structure that's involved or there's 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 mm. time to like prepare the soil and maybe build a garden box and put it in the right spot of the yard so you know it's going to mm. get sun and water and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So there's there's preparation in mind mm. for what's going to grow, but do you have any control over how <laughs> it's going to no, grow? Like no. Yeah, but the spirit is the one who's going to cause the growth. The spirit mm. is the one that's going to connect it. The spirit is the one that's going to open up that seed and let it grow. Yeah, and man, so it's yeah. like we want to be due diligent to prepare and get ready and so be the best we can be be excellent but at the same time you always bow to the spirit and what he wants to do in those moments and so having time to have open space to be open and free i think is just is super important and i think that the message is probably in a similar boat you know like you you prepare these messages you have an idea of where you're going but the lord will put other words Mm -hmm. in your mouth and you end up telling stories or examples that you didn't maybe plan on saying Mm -hmm. or leading to another passage and so i think the songs can do the same in, in as far as preparing a worship service goes. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I got a, I got a thought. You didn't ask me what I do, but well, I'm, I'm going to. We do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to, but I thought maybe that's not appropriate because he wants to know what we're doing. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I mean, but I was going to say you're a pastor. I am. You yeah. You do prepare messages. I, I mean, yes. You do interact with worship. Leaders. I do. How do you interact with well, your worship leaders? Well, thanks for asking. <laughs> what if I already know what you do? Yeah. Well, so, so yeah, we have like I have this kind of group group chat with because we have like we have five six different worship leaders and um and it kind, of, it kind of rotates and so i i know who's on each week but then i would send the thoughts to the whole group mm-hmm. and and then they all kind of can chime in or think oh yeah, this could do it and I, and I love that i love mm-hmm. when there's different people men and women just thinking through it and thinking mm-hmm. oh this, you're gonna say this here's a song that would go really mm-hmm. well with that um and then sometimes i do send them out suggestions this is from two weeks ago I said, hey, I'm preaching on the cities of refuge and the sanctuary cities in uh, Joshua chapter 20. The blood of the guilty cries out for justice. Mm. I think your blood speaks a better word would go well with that. And then um, chapter 21, (laughs) it's Levitical cities. I said to them, the Levites don't get counties or regions. They're scattered throughout the land. I want to revisit what I talked about last Sunday about how they get God as their inheritance rather than anything material or territorial or geographical. I would love to do Be Thou My Vision again. It's a great Mm -hmm. song, always works well. And hopefully after I explained it a tiny bit last Sunday, maybe people are happier Mm -hmm. to sing it again with a bit more knowledge of what it means to say, Thou mine inheritance now and always. Mm -hmm. So let's repeat that line a few different times. You are a very nice pastor. <laughs> yeah, you are the worship pastor. I've I've been accused of of being um, uh, no one said controlling, but like I'm very I'm very invested. Well, but I'd say particular maybe about how you see the service going. Yeah. which I don't think is a bad thing. I, I'd say that's that's amazing. I I can't say I've received mm-hmm. a message that. Oh, way really? From because my pa- well, to that to that extent. Well, and here's the thing. We didn't do Your Blood Sings a Better Word. Um, So I suggested it. How did that go? (laughs) People said that song is like from the 90s. Like that's not like we want to do. And I'm like, be that my visions from the sixth century. Like that's, um, but I think that's something more classic because I pastor in Ireland. That's an Irish song as well. So that always really works really well. Yeah, no, I would would appreciate to receive a message like that occasionally. So what if somebody said to you, hey, I want you to do this song. And I want you to repeat this line a few different times. Is mm. that like, uh, hey, man, no, back off? No, I don't mind, honestly. Um, and it made me think of another thought, actually. But I wouldn't mind that at all. I think okay. 
I like getting direction. Well, hopefully my ways. guys don't mind either. Yeah, I hope not. I <laughs> hope you're I listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I like direction. I like some some guidelines sometimes or parameters, yeah. you know, to kind of play in. It yeah. helps me pick, I think, better songs, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And then also I've been doing that with other worship leaders at my church. I What I know, I'll have a couple of female vocalists singing with me. Yeah. I'll text them weeks in advance and say, hey, be praying about this weekend and send me a couple songs. And mm. we have a song index that we kind of pull from. Yes. And I'll say, hey, send me a couple songs that you are feeling gravitated towards, that you're really enjoying right now, or you're in, like singing. Um, and so when they send me those and I get those like a week or two in advance before I solidify mm-hmm. the set, um, that's awesome. So it's in the same way, it's like a, the if, if my pastor, if Tucker was going to text me a couple ideas. I love that because it yeah. gives me more to play with in a specific vein. So if these girls text me back a couple and Tucker sends me one yeah. and I've got a few, it's like, I got a set now that I think is could hopefully really gel and work well together that if we've all been praying in the mm. same way. So I love getting mm. that outside input or, or yeah. advice, I guess, or opportunities. Wonderful. Well, so yeah. those suggestions carry weight. Yeah. But at the same time, you think this is ultimately my I call. I still make the call. Yeah. yeah. And I tell the girls that, at least the girls that send me songs, I say, hey, you know, send me two or three songs that you're really enjoying right now that you really like singing. And I'll see if they work in, mm. the, in the set, you know. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes two of them work. Sometimes none of them work. Sometimes one of them, whatever. So it's like, you know, you just kind of, as I'm praying and crafting it, I'll say, oh, that fits there. Perfect. Because they sing it in A and I'm going to play the next song in A, you know, and I look at all the, mm-hmm. all the musical aspects and I'm like, oh, that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Or, you yeah, know, no, that's not going to fit. See, I don't have that knowledge. <laughs> so I'm, I fire off song suggestions. Yeah. I don't know what a key is. I don't know yeah. any, I don't yeah, know what a fret that. is or yeah. what, you know, I'm just like, those lyrics are good. So yeah. we should sing that. You just know if it's not working. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it was, that, yeah, I don't right. know how it works, but I know that's not working. <laughs> no, that's not how it's yeah. Michael, I, I cut you off. Were you going to say something? No, I, I, just the importance again about relationship. I think, yeah. um, you know, if, if we're serving and working together and I receive a message like that, of course, I want to hear, I want your input. And uh, another reminder, it's not my show. It's, it's not for uh, me to get up there and, you know, oh, I've got my songs. I've yeah. got, you know. This is my time Yeah, to this shine. is my time. You're stepping. No, not by no means. It's, this is God's stage. This is Christ at the center. And if God has shown you something, I'm going to take that. And yeah. if there's something different, then let's talk about it. Um, a week ago, I was in Israel. We were on a study tour. And um, uh, Pastor Connor, yeah, he, had, he had said to me, hey, you know, like, maybe we should sing this song as well with my soul when we're at the garden tomb because we're not far from Horatio Spafford's house. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, considering it's like, yeah, okay. So I plan to do that. And we get there and we're, we're worshiping and we switch it up. Like, I just felt, Lord, we need to sing, oh, praise the name. And it ended up being just the right song, what we needed. We were in a, a small little chapel. And so afterwards I went up and I was like, hey, you know, <laughs> I didn't want to go against, you know, what, what you had you had said. And he said, no, it was perfect. It was what, you know, God had. had. Yeah. And so I think having that relationship there when um, you're both seeking to exalt Christ. And when that happens, nobody's toes are going to be stepped on. Right, right. We say, hey, you know, I trust that you are following the leading of the Lord. Yeah. Uh, and in the same way that... Um, that we trust one another and that we are encouraging one another to to seek the Lord and and be led by the Spirit in that. So, well said. I like that relationship. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so, any other best practices or or, or I, I got some thoughts as a preacher. Sure. Um, something that I do to try to emphasize this um, mutuality or this relational mm-hmm. aspect then of like the songs that we sing and the the, the word that is preached is I, I try to be very deliberate about quoting song lyrics oh, cool. in my sermon. Mm-hmm. And so 
that one of the ways that we do that is, you know, the songs are picked on, you know, f- Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, and um, <laughs> and our worship leaders always make a Spotify playlist and that goes amongst themselves. Nice. And then also we have kind of a church like social media thing. And mm-hmm. so we like send that to the church. Some people in the church like to listen to the songs That's cool. before or after. Mm-hmm. And so to have the Spotify list already there. And what I do is on... Sunday mornings, I wake up super early and I go over my notes, I finalize them. And what I do is I, for a couple hours, I usually just um, have the playlist on repeat. Cool. And so I listen to the songs four, five, six times as I'm wow. making my final revisions on my notes mm-hmm. or as I'm circling things. Wow. And then I think, hey, you know what? That lyric really lines in mm-hmm. with this. And so I'll put it in the margin or I'll type it in there. Mm-hmm. And what I, I love to do that, and this is kind of a phrase that I say a lot in my sermons, I say, hey, and now we're going to talk about how, you know, the Levites, they, they didn't get land, but they had, it says that the Lord was their inheritance. And you know what, guys? You already believe this because you sang, we you, sang this together. Did, yeah. Sang. Remember when we sang, <clears throat> thou mine inheritance now and always? That was true for the Levites and even more so for us now. Mm-hmm. And, and it's such a great way to even, to even say, like, I'm not trying to convince you of something. We already sang this together, you know, mm-hmm. and and let me just explain deeper what it, what you meant, when you what you didn't it. know you meant yeah. when yeah. you said that, because here we see this application, yeah. and so that that does take work. That's an extra kind mm-hmm. of layer, yeah. but it's it's kind of easy because it, it's happening because I'm literally looking at my sermon notes while mm-hmm. the songs are playing, yeah. and then I'm making connections or the spirits making connections between what I've already planned on saying, and then mm-hmm. yeah, so I try to do that in advance. But also, if you ever sit next to me at church, um, and those songs before, I'm always, oh, I'm, I'm scribbling. There's stuff that just happens to me as I'm singing in the congregation that think that would be so good with verse nine. And then I just do a quick little jog. I mean, you're a gifted, loving pastor. I, think. I mean, that's amazing that you're able to do that. Well, I, I was just going to say that. Actually. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am both gifted. We're, and all, loving, we're all thinking it. So <laughs> no, that's when that I said is, it. That is super special. I, I yeah. really, I didn't know that about you, that you... One, that you just marinated yourself in the songs prior mm-hmm. to speaking. I think that's an awesome way to prepare, yeah. one. But two, it connects you that much more to the songs that will be sung, which, I again, it just brings you back to, like, I want this whole service to feel like it's one. Yeah. And so you, you're doing, like, uh, your due diligence to, to mm. do that. I think that's amazing. I, and I... I hope my pastor maybe considers that. Yeah. And, and, I mean, it's, and it's super easy. Like it's, it's yeah. barely an inconvenience. You yeah. just, it's just, I got, I'm going to listen to something. I might as well listen to the songs that we're going to sing. No, that's, that's smart. I like that a lot. As a practice, uh, we don't allow the, <laughs> them to play the original songs before we play it. <laughs> we cha- we save the choice wine for, for the, <laughs> no, no, uh, no, by no way. Sorry. So you, you don't want them to listen. <laughs> I just okay. joking. The original version. No comparisons. My pet peeve is don't play the song I just sang. Yeah. After. As the pre as the post service song <laughs> right after I played it. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I just played yeah, that song right. and then they hit play on right, <laughs> right after the service is over. Yeah, just... I'm like, no. That was a side side subject there. So. Cool man. <laughs> we've we've hit m- many of the things I wrote in my field notes. And wow. so I Perfect. think and also, isn't the next session starting in like seven minutes? Yes. Oh yeah. Don't don't want to don't want to miss that. Yeah. No, I'm excited. Um hey, do one of you godly people want to pray for the the worship leaders that are going to listen to this and the pastors to to mm. to, to work towards a, a greater working relationship with their their co co-leader? Um yeah, I think one of us would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that you or me? Or I think like he's you? referring to us. I don't know. Did you pray last time? Uh no, I did not. 
We don't pray at the end of every episode, but, but just <laughs> yeah. the really good ones and in prayer. <laughs> okay, well, let's pray. Father, we, we are so thankful that you are the God that we worship. You are the one that we look to, Lord, we receive from you. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for song, Lord, that you have given us song to be able to express back to you just the beauty, the glory of all that you are. Father, we thank you for the church, for the many giftings that you have brought into the church and how we can work together, Lord. We're your body, mm-hmm. Lord, that we would not lose sight of that. Lord, we want to lift up every every pastor listening to this, every worship pastor, every worship leader, small group leader mm-hmm. who's listening to this, Lord, that... Um, you empower them. You give them open eyes, open ears to hear, Lord, what your spirit wants to, to say, how you want to move, how you want to shape the worship culture, Lord, that we want to be a people that adore you, that every time we speak about you, every time we sing about you, that Jesus, we would see you in all your beauty, Lord. So, Father, we pray that you give us what we need. You equip us, Lord, through your word, through uh, the ministry of one another, Lord, that we could encourage until that day that we see your coming. So, Father, we pray you bless us in, in the strong and mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen and amen. Once again, thanks to Michael and Noah for not only making room in their schedule for me, but for making room in their lives for me. Uh, As you heard, we really value and respect one another. And I'm really glad to count these guys as friends of mine. Okay, so here's like even a final thought. As I mentioned at the beginning, so I'm in California to like visit family. And um, yeah, so the family that I'm visiting specifically is is my mom. Uh, she has uh, frontal temporal dementia. And so that means, and I guess she's been living with this for the past six, seven years, and it's only just gotten really quite bad in the past two and a half, three years. And so we're at a stage, if I could just be be honest, where she barely remembers me. She barely remembers her husband, who is her primary caregiver. You know, she doesn't even know her own name most of the time. And it's a terrible thing. And I know that maybe some of you have parents or grandparents um, that have gone through this, or you're just aware of just the, uh, yeah, just the degradation, the internal mental degradation that comes with dementia and Alzheimer's and uh, memory loss and all these all these things and so the reason why I'm, I'm talking about this is there's so much that she doesn't remember but what brings her joy to this day is when I sing hymns to her or when I sing just contemporary worship songs to her you know other people are more qualified to speak about this from a from a medical perspective but Our brains store memories in different compartments and songs go in a different part of the brain. And so I have these glimpses and over the past two and a half weeks, I have had some times when she's joined me as we sing It Is Well With My Soul or as we sing that John Mark McMillan song, you know, You Are Good 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 
Um, and so those are really special moments and it's, it's valuable for me. It's honoring to God and I know it's good for her too. And, and so I'm going to wrap up with this thought. For those of you that are like worship leaders specifically, for those of you that are picking out songs, that are leading people in song, even that are writing new songs, I want to say thank you. Like, thank you for combining good, God-honoring, scripture-based, Jesus-focused lyrics, for writing them, for choosing them, and then setting them to tune and to rhythm and to meter. Uh, thank you so very much because you've given a gift, not just to, to my mother, but to me and to all of those whose memory fades, but there is this abiding kernel of, of song. And, and so thank you very much. And Michael mentioned this in our interview. He talked about, you know, that the songs that we sing on a Sunday morning, that they're also going to be sung in hospital rooms. They're also going to be sung at, at, at graveyards. And, and so, yeah, I just wanted to give a, a hearty amen uh, to that. And to, uh, to say to those of you that are, that are choosing songs, you know, again, it's not just what's cool now. It's not just um, what is the, the, latest, <clears throat> the latest trending song, but also it's um, what are going to be the kind of songs that could be sung in, in, a, in a hospice care unit. You know, what are going to be the kind of songs that have abiding truth? They don't have to be full of these and thous and old-fashioned lyrics like it is well, although that's a wonderful song. It also can just be as simple as John Mark McMillan's, you know, you are good. You are good. So again, I want to just like bring that to the conversation as well. Um, my appreciation for songwriters and for worship leaders, and then also like a, a gentle encouragement as well too, you know, give us songs that will last, not just songs that will work well because they're on the top of the Spotify playlist or whatever. Give us songs that are going to last. Give us songs that are going to be worth singing in 17 years, in 25 years, 40 years from now. Give us a song that will last. So thanks for listening. This has already been a very long episode, longer than most. And this little, you know, PS that I'm throwing here at the end is going to make it even longer. So if you've listened this long, you know, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, if you want to pray for my mom, her name is, her name is Nancy. Uh, my dad's name is Nick, and I'm sure that they would appreciate, uh, your prayers as well. Okay. I hope that this and everything that we do at the Expositors Collective helps you to grow in your personal study and your public proclamation of God's word and your service to those people that come in and out of your services every single week. All right. See you next Tuesday.